who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 99 of the positively pro wrestling podcast your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez 99 yeah, what's up, buddy? It's been you've it's been like a month since you've been on. I've been doing a ton of shows, but you've been missing in action, yeah, remodeling it's... a kitchen and all that other stuff. Yeah, pretty much remodeling a kitchen. <laughs> doing some work, <laughs> yard work, working out. Yeah, I know. You you got personals up to take care of too, I know, but we missed you. Missed you out here. Well, I missed you too. I think I told you that the other night. Oh. Well, we're we're making plans to uh, smoke weed and watch Supermarket Sweep coming up. So we'll get that going <laughs> for us too. We Was that going to be a show? Maybe I was just saying because we, I have a gazebo outside, we could record outside, you know, okay. in the fresh air, hit the crickets in the background. We'll, we'll see. Oh, if, if, yeah, if, that sounds if, nice. If anybody wants us to do a supermarket sweep watch along, let us know. You can do that <laughs> on Twitter where you can follow us at PPW Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter for all the fun, positive interactions, um, pictures, retweets, all other fun stuff, trades. I'm selling a few things, keeping out for that. And if you want to support the show, whatamaneuver.net, have a couple t-shirts for sale. And I think, remember a while ago, we had those couple ideas I had you design. We may revisit those after our 100th episode to look at those as well. Uh, you could I also- still got them. Good. You could subscribe on iTunes and you can subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast from. We'll feed right into that app. And if you leave a review on iTunes, that'll help a lot. It'll help people find us when they're searching for podcasts. Uh, what else is there? I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. For propers, yeah, you got anything? Right. Any, any pro- positively underscore Eric? Is that you? <clears throat> that's your Twitter handle? Yeah, that's me. You're I around. changed that a couple months ago. It's okay. You're around. So this week's show, we are going to talk about wrestling rematches, and every big match usually has a rematch, and we'll talk about these. We we picked a handful of them. Obviously, there's going to be some omitted. We don't talk about. Uh, the way I picked these were ones that I kind of remembered that were specific mm-hmm. to me growing up or recently remembered as being either good or significant. So I want to take a look back at them. So we'll talk about those. Uh, before we get into that, we have official episode 100 will be next. And we've done technically more than 100 episodes between special episodes and watch alongs and interviews and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But our numbered episodes 100 is coming up, which is a big deal, right? It is a big deal. What should we do? That's what I'm saying. So here's what I, here's a couple things I want to do. Like a giveaway? Well, there's going to be a giveaway. We'll get to that. And oh, okay. There's a couple things. I got, I got something to give away. Okay, good. You got something to give Lots of stuff to give. I hope it's the same thing I'm giving away. <laughs> Is it going to be the Lex Luger Sting Funko Pop 2-pack? Um, yeah. Because that's what I'm giving away. It, <laughs> we'll give away two it, of those. It's, it's going uh, to be bronze statued uh, customized, though. Oh, okay. So we'll take keep an eye out for that. We'll, we'll post yeah. official rules and all that as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll post more about this on Twitter uh, this week too. But what I want for a hundredth episode is to 
have a lot more interaction with our listeners, which we do a lot anyway, and there's been a lot over the years that we've been doing the show. If possible, I know it's not the easiest to do. I want you guys to send in an mm-hmm. audio clip. It's super easy. Open up your phone, recorder app, and then email it to ppwpodcast at gmail.com. It's super simple. And if you forget that, just shoot shoot me a DM and P, at PPW Podcast on Twitter. I'll help you out with that as well. What do you want him to say? There's two things. One, I want a warm wrestling memory you have. Like it could be anything as waking up on Saturday morning with your cereal, watching superstars, something specific like that. Also, one embarrassing wrestling memory you have, which we talk about all the time on our show. So two mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. I want to hear those two things. Warm wrestling memory and an embarrassing wrestling memory you have. Eric and I will talk about ours as well and do a lot of reflection on our 100 episodes. Maybe we will uh, re-listen to our first episode again, a few parts of it throughout the show as well. (laughs) That's the embarrassing one? Definitely. So ppwpodcast at gmail.com. Send me those two things. Also, if you don't want to send an audio clip, I get it, and you want to just send me a a note, you could do that through DM or through ppwpodcast at gmail.com. Anything you guys will send, I'd really, really appreciate that. So please, only thing I'm asking for, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to do two giveaways. One, your custom bronze two-pack Funko Pop of Lex Luger and Sting, and a regular I'll put a picture up later on Twitter. Okay, we will do that. Yes, ppwpodcast at gmail is the email address, and then ppwpodcast on Twitter. That's what I want to do for 100th episode. I'll tweet more about it as well. And for the giveaway, we'll do two things. One... If you send something in either via audio or via DM or via uh, just like typing letter type format, you're automatically entered for one of them. And then we'll do it just a regular Twitter giveaway. So there'll be two ways to win for our show. And one person can't win both prizes. Sound good? That's fair. Okay. Sounds good. Before we get into this week's show, we haven't talked in a while. So there's a couple of things I want to get off. Not my time. Get off my chest. I'm like, I got a lot of things to say about you people. <laughs> so there's a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, thanks as always to the fellow podcast buddies and the fellow podcast buddies that have been on our show the past month. The guys from doing the favor, the doing the favor podcast. Uh, Jeff and Scott from Fully Posable came on to do the content creator series. Thanks to them. Joel from our Vantage Point podcast. Uh, Alex from the Queen of the Ring uh, YouTube series, and she's starting to get back into a little bit more as well. And then Daniel Spencer from the Ring po- Ringside Podcast, also Impact Referee, as you've seen him quite a That's bit. That's awesome. We've You're got out there uh, rubbing elbows with some elites out there. Sometimes. And uh, also <laughs> we have a few more content things coming up I'm trying to work on. So again, if I haven't gotten to you guys yet, stay patient and positive with me as we'll do that. So shout out to our podcast buddies. Um, also, shout out to Breaker and Bane, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. I was a guest on their show last week, part one of the interview, and part two is out, I think, tomorrow, tomorrow or Friday. It's out. Breaker and Bane Power Hour, subscribe to them. Uh, I'm on there as well. They always do a fun show every week, and check those guys out as well. All right. What about any weird wrestling or fun wrestling purchases or browsing things you've had over the past several weeks? Anything come up for you? Um, I mean, lately, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things I was looking at. There was this one, it was like a collage that I wanted for my birthday and it's uh, ships from Europe. If I could find the link, I'll let you know. I'll probably put it up on Twitter, but it's really cool. It's like a cartoon. It's got all these different eras. It's probably like 200 different wrestlers and it's kind of like a where's Waldo. So not 
that anybody's hiding, but the more you look at it, the more you re- start recognizing a bunch of wrestlers. So that was pretty yeah. cool. And I had the um, uh, ringside collectibles uh, stuff came in today. So I got that uh, Undertaker well, cane figure. Yeah, that we told you to get a few weeks ago. <laughs> you got a cane now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now it came in. What else was in that order? I know my Ghostbuster Stone Cold. What else is in um, there? Oh, I picked up the AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan uh, little retro figures. Because I think okay. the day before I ordered it, I watched that match on uh, SmackDown for the Intercontinental title. I'm like, this match is so great. I'm going to get some uh, retros of these guys. <laughs> you know I'm selling some of my retros. I could have hooked you up. <laughs> well, that was like a month ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand. Makes sense. Was there shipping delayed at all ringside? It seemed like it, take to, it took a while. I think it was because of the pre-order on Kane Undertaker. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't available until the end of June or beginning of April, whatever it was. I mean, not April, uh, July. Gotcha. Uh, I ordered a couple things. I got lucky and got that Jim Cornette uh, Christmas edition figure from Figures Inc. Did you website really? That he auto- I got <laughs> it. Awesome. Yeah, that he autographed. Uh, a, I got super lucky. The website kept crashing, and I just like was persistent uh-huh. and got through. And he signed it, Merry effing Christmas, your friend Jim oh Cornette. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, and what's funny, if you follow Jim Cornette on Twitter, like, on uh, I think Monday he posted a picture of himself, like, at the post office with, like, these <laughs> stacks of boxes. I'm like, ooh. And mine came, so I was pretty pumped to get that. It's up on my wall now. It's an awesome figure. I think Figures Toy Company makes great figures. I just wish uh-huh. that they would show on their website the completed item they just show renderings and the renderings don't look great but the actual yeah. figures are awesome i'm a big i'm a big fan of figures toy so if you guys are I love for some stuff they're great oh they're funny <laughs> on the drive through yeah. and the other one and just just his stories about going to the going to the post office it's hilarious <laughs> he's like, especially yeah. when people don't wear masks and he just goes off on people that don't wear masks <laughs> <laughs> he cracks me up and like he also says he's like yeah. i wear my whole ninja suit i got my gloves on my long sleeve shirt my, <laughs> like nothing's getting to for me sure. <laughs> and then uh, he's like you slimy slobbered mfers <laughs> with covered up your goddamn mouth <laughs> i mean he's funny <laughs> he rubs people the wrong way but he's entertaining yeah. right i uh, like him also my wife bought me you saw the rock wrestling championship belt for my birthday did you see that yeah i saw that yeah okay on twitter okay. big fan of that you, belt. Uh, maybe you texted me i might have. i think i might have specially texted you it's an awesome awesome belt it's so heavy it's i don't know it's super unique and i'm it's great big big fan of it uh, also i ordered like a couple months ago from mexico luchador masks and they finally came uh, i got a la parka yeah, i saw and a those Mystico. in your picture uh-huh yeah the the la parka one's my favorite i love la parka to begin with and i think i might be la parka for halloween this year I just need a like a skeleton bodysuit and i'm all set i mean you could easily find those yeah, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So we got lots of fun to look forward to. <laughs> Me sitting, I mean, I'm not going to go trick-or-treating to a Halloween party or anything, but still, <laughs> I'll wear it. Yeah. Here we go. I'm uh, actually tweeting out the link for this. Um, it's called a mashup. Let me explain what okay. it is. So it's a wrestling ring. And let me go back to what I was looking at. This is great. It's called podcast. wrestling. It's You're called, rusty, man. No, come on. Wrestling mishmash. So this has come out in 2013, but it's a wrestling ring and a cage, and it's got a top on it. There's so many different wrestlers in here. Everybody from uh, Butterbean, <laughs> from that match. Butterbean. Uh, Bart Gunn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see Boogeyman. There's uh, Rikishi, Yokozuna, Golga. There's so many different wrestlers out here. I'm, gonna, I'm tweeting it out now. 
I'm going to tag you that too. You do that and I will retweet it for you. Yeah, here we go. One more thing before we get started in the show. Kamala? (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to name all the rest of them. Before we get started this week, I had a question for you. Yeah. With your when you're with like your girlfriend or anything like that, I guess or anything or with your girlfriend or maybe even with her kids. I know you texted like, me. I, I, like, have to, I have to tell you something. Okay, tell me. So she's my fiance now. Whoa, to her baby! What? <laughs> Why are you? Why am I just finding this out now? Because I want to save it for the show, episode ninety nine. Aw- Congratulations to you. That's awesome. It's an exclusive. <laughs> I don't have you to get you. This, you. You won't hear this on any other podcast. I don't have to get you a gift, do I? No, you don't. <laughs> I just congrats. Awesome. Congratulations. You're, when did you propose? Uh, last Sunday. I was okay. Do it Friday. Then it's a long story. I was going to do it Friday. Then Saturday didn't work out. So Sunday I made sure it happened. I'm like, look, I got to talk to you guys. Seven o'clock. Let's meet. You know, it was at the house. It wasn't like we were anywhere, but because it was so goddamn hot outside. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and with with the quarantine and everything, it's not like there's really anything place we could go right now. Yeah, I mean, you could propose with a mask on or something like that in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, will you marry me? What? So you I can't did, hear you. <laughs> yeah, you pull it down below your chin and then butt back up again. So, yeah. Anyway, That's go ahead with your story. Go ahead. No, it's just it's it's a super long story. But so you just did in uh, her house or whatever. Yes. You could tell me off air, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I wanted to get something for her kids too to include them in the uh, the proposal. So I got a couple of rings for them. Told them how I felt about them. Uh, just gave them kind of like keepsakes and like a commitment uh, for me to them. And then I told Becca how I felt about her. Got down on a knee and asked her to marry me, and she said yes. So did you say? I included. I, I included. Becca, Becca, best. <laughs> will you will marry me? <laughs> She's like, yes, macho. She, she said, ooh, That's what she yeah. Calls <laughs> she calls you macho. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome. No, Congrats, she but you like be cool. She well, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's super cool. So, when's the date? <laughs> Just oh, there's no date. It'll get there Not at yet. some point, right? No, no rush, no rush, right? Well, no that's rush super on cool. This one. And just guys, just so you know, this was not a like kayfabe. I legit did not know that until just now. <laughs> Saved it for you. That's nice. So of you. As, now, as, as, as you were saying, my girlfriend, the kids. Okay, now your fiance. So, yeah, my when fiance. You that's wa- it. Watch wrestling. Is it like mm-hmm. is she ever around watching it with you, or is she kind of like? I mean, when you first start dating, I'm sure she was trying to be like, oh, I like what you like. Well, we have the same interest, and you know, kind of fades out. Is there any interest with that with her or do you not prefer Um, to watch? Like what's that? What's that like? I I don't think it's something that she takes a big interest in, but she likes that. I have an interest in it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So if I, if I want to watch something, she'll watch it with me. But half the time I watch something over there, it's kind of after nine o'clock, 10 o'clock and she falls asleep like half hour into it. Cause she doesn't understand like all the stories building up to this stuff. And it's usually like big events or WrestleManias Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. So she doesn't really know who these people are. Yeah, and I feel bad because it's like there's so much information that I, I can tell her, but it's just a lot to to, to consume. You know, ten minutes before watching something, and it's also almost like you have to be watching for years. Do you also feel like too like you just want to relax and like I, I don't feel like explaining this to you. I just want to watch this. <laughs> Did you ever feel that? Because I get that with Lauren too. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't mind if she asks me stuff because it's probably stuff I've already seen a hundred times or not really yeah. that many times, but a few times. So I kind of I can either rewind it because it's not like it's live. Um, cause it's on the network. You can, 
you know, rewind if you mm-hmm. have to go forward if you have to. But um, yeah, it's more relaxing. I mean, if she doesn't make it not relaxing or unenjoyable to watch it with her. Is she a fan of the podcast? She says she is, but she doesn't know how to do podcasts. I've, I've told her like so many times, like what app to download and how to do it, but she just hasn't done it. She doesn't really listen to any podcasts. Like it'll come up like every couple months. She's like, Oh, you, uh, how do I do the podcast thing? So I'll tell them and then I'll try to show her. It's like, Oh, we'll do it later. (laughs) It's not necessarily just, just to listen to us. It's, you know, there's other podcasts that she'll hear. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say an example, say like Dr. Phil or Ellen, how they talk about, they have a podcast and she might want to listen to that or CNN and anchors and stuff like that. Like it's just, Everybody's talking about podcasts now, so then she hears it. She wants to listen to it, but I don't think she has time to do it. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not offended. That's okay. I am offended. <laughs> but when though, she does listen I, to it, I play it for her. <laughs> I am but offended. Then she starts that talking to her. Like that, you're engaged on a podcast recording here. So anyway, I'm just teasing you. I'm glad you told me. Glad I got the genuine reaction. Congrats. Uh, whenever we do our supermarket sweep um, thing, I have a little bottle of champagne we can drink. <laughs> That sound good? Oh, okay. You got a couple uh, stogies? Uh, I can get. Well, I guess some. we'll do we'll do joints or something. <laughs> something like yeah, something something classy like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congrats to a box, box of wine and some J's. I, I, yeah, right. I feel like uh, you've you've this relationship has blossomed to the podcast. When you were first dating, you're like, oh my, this gal pal, my lady friend, I have not my girlfriend. Like afraid to say it now. Look at you. Well, I, I felt like girlfriend at my age was like, yeah, it's a girlfriend. It felt like, like something like somebody younger would say. Going so steady, I said, like late. I said like lady friend. There you go. <laughs> she didn't All like right. that. She, she she thought that made it sound made her sound old. <laughs> I think it make her make it sound like you're not committed to her. So I could see why she didn't like that. <laughs> I guess. team. Team Becca. Okay, so let's get to this week's show. Congratulations again to Eric. Everyone tweet Eric, congrat, congratulate him as well Yay. on his engagement. All right, so we're talking Thank about you. rematches here, and this is this isn't necessarily the order we're going to talk about them in, but these are the ones we're going to look at. Uh, the Hogan Andre the Giant rematch from the main event in 1988. Famously, that's the one that had 33 million people watching it, um, and also the one mm-hmm. where there's the two referees. Uh, Bret Hart and Yoko Zuna from WrestleMania 10, the rematch from WrestleMania 9. Uh, Bret Hart's on this list three times, by the way. Bret Hart versus Steve Austin at In Your House, Revenge of the Taker, which I originally thought was Judgment Day. Eric corrected me. The rematch from WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from King of the Ring 93, which was a rematch from their SummerSlam 91 match. Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior from Halloween Havoc 98, their rematch from WrestleMania 6. Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior, SummerSlam 92, the rematch from their match at WrestleMania 7. And Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 26, their rematch from WrestleMania 25. Which one do you, I'll let you so, pick. Which one do you want to do first? Um, let's just go ahead with Hogan Andre. Okay. Main event. Okay, so I hadn't seen this one in years. I think this one came out when I saw it first was on the Best of Saturday Night's Main Event DVD set that came out. And ironically, mm-hmm. that's how I had to watch this match because the network's Saturday Night's Main Event wasn't loading. Uh, yeah. So that's the first time I saw it. So I don't really have any memories of it watching it live. Were you watching it at the time? Because you're a little older than me. Were you watching this one? Do you remember? No. No, I wasn't. Okay. 
So was this, was this I, the I, I first time you saw it? This is the second or third, because we've talked about this before, probably in, in just me and you talking. It may be yeah. on the show. I don't remember, but I remember we were talking about this. Um, but yeah, I, I would try to watch Saturday night's main event. This was on a Friday. Like, this is mm-hmm. just the main event. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I wasn't aware of these, just the main event ones that were on Friday nights. But uh, it was later on in the, like, 1990, I started watching the Saturday Night Live one, or the Saturday Night ones. Yeah, so this one, like I said, 33 million people watched this. Could you imagine now? Now, like, what AEW and NXT are getting like seven hundred fifty thousand. This is thirty three million people. Yeah, and insane. Well, well, I I want to talk more about that in a second, but this starts off with McMahon and Jesse Ventura kind of like going over the history of it, and the basically the reason for the rematch is Jesse feels that Andre won at WrestleMania three because Joey Merle counted to three, even though Hogan got the shoulder up at the the, when he tried to body slam him. Uh, McMahon's not so sure about it, etc. And this match starts off pretty standard Hogan Andre. Andre beats up Hogan type of thing, and Hogan makes a comeback. But mm-hmm. when I was watching this, like it's not a great technical match. It's actually pretty bad because Andre could barely move around. Also, the backstory in this is Million Dollar Man is going to be paying Andre the Giant for the title. He's like paid him to get the belt for him. But if when he I was, wins it, right. Well, and he has an insurance plan, as we find out later. As, <laughs> as when I was watching this, like, one, the uh-huh. crowd's into it, but I was just thinking, like, man, like, what an event this must have been. This, like, an appointment viewing event for everybody. This, Could you was, imagine? This, this is huge. Because it's, like, your two biggest stars two in wrestling, like, in, in the world. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the world, because I'm in America. So. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, you know, it, it, this is super important. Two important guys. But, like, I couldn't imagine being, like, you know, nine years old, talking with your friends. It's, you got school on Friday. You're going home. Like, you watch the main event? Oh, yeah, I'm staying up to watch. I'm staying up to watch it. Being, like, yeah. uh-huh. crisscross applesauce in front of the TV. Got a, <laughs> you know, got a Sam's Choice uh-huh. Cola because your parents weren't buying you the, the name brand yeah. stuff. But, man, being, like, so pumped for this. and See, you might have had that, but I had Wildwood, baby. Wildwood, that, uh, Green River. Is that from Jewel or Dominic's? Who knows? <laughs> it, was, it was a name brand. There definitely, we definitely didn't have name. I remember with the name brand stuff, like, I don't know if you remember, like, you could buy at, like, the grocery store. Instead of, like, the case, they'd just be, like, individual cans of pop for, like, 20 cents each. So you just oh, stack yeah. them all in your cart. Like, you know, yeah. and you could variety pack. <laughs> you could variety pack that shit. Give me a black cherry. Give me a regular. Make sure you get a couple of diet yeah. for mom. <sighs> nice. Never come back. I remember back. that. Bring it back the good old days. Well, with this, like so, the biggest, the biggest note I have from this event, this match is something like this is never going to happen again. It's never coming back. Like, no, especially a, with thirty-three million people watching. But like in a, but even that, like an appointment event. You know, yeah. Like, like now, if like even if they're like it's live, it's one time, it's going to be on NBC this Friday night. You know, let's say the biggest match they could possibly do. Let's say it's. You know, it's our first back, our first show back with a full arena sometime in next year, and we're gonna, the main event's going to be a returning Roman Reigns versus CM Punk's coming back. Like that's going to be a huge mm-hmm. match, but right. people aren't going to watch it live. Like I could watch it later on Twitter and blah blah blah. But this is an event, you know, and it's never coming back, and that's sad. But it's great we get to relook at relook at it and watch it. What? Did you think of this match overall as you were watching it? Um, 
Well, as I was watching these matches, I was comparing them, you know, which one was better, like in my opinion. So the thing with this one, it's, it's a different story. Yeah. So I liked the WrestleMania three story because it's like, it's just like Hogan's biggest challenge, Andre the Giant undefeated, all that kind of stuff. And the fact that uh, Hogan gets the win, like that was the whole story of this with mm-hmm. Andre turning on Hogan, Hogan not believing it and all that kind of stuff. He's like, oh my God, you're lining with uh, Bobby Heaton and they were yeah. friends and all that kind of stuff. So that was a totally different story. So coming into this one, I, I thought it was, it was a, it was a good story in itself, but it was kind of like the beginning of a transition into where the world title was going. So yeah. I, I liked the match. I, I liked the ending and all that kind of stuff, but it, it wasn't like a definitive end to the story. Mm-hmm. So that helped move the story along a lot further, going all the way up to WrestleMania four. With this match, the but thing I, liked I no- it. noticed was how loud the crowd was. And yeah, right. anytime Hogan did anything, they went nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, the finish of this match, Andre does the worst uh, double arm suplex you've ever seen in your life on Hogan. And... Yeah. The ref goes down for the one, two, three. Hogan clearly has his shoulders up, but the ref keeps counting. One, two, three. And the crowd's kind of shocked. I don't know if you notice this. On the hard camera, there's some guys like six or seven rows back. When Andre uh-huh. gets the win, his friend tackles his other friend like with a hug, and they go like rolling down the stairs. He was so pumped. So there were smart marks even in the 80s, like cheering okay. for the heels. Mm-hmm. And then post-match, obviously, there's the two refs, and you know they're looking back and forth. Oh, my God. And... Andre cuts a broken English promo saying he's going to give the belt to a million dollar man and he's mm-hmm. got the belts around his waist. That's all post-match stuff. But like you said, comparing the two matches, I actually think from like a viewing perspective, this one was easier to watch than the Hogan-Andre at WrestleMania 3 match. It was like more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it was as serious. Like, yeah, you've probably seen the replays and highlights of that initial match so you're kind of you're in the pool now now you know what they can do with each other so that's what i liked about it because you already kind of knew how they work together it was just like kind of watching that again (laughs) with you know um dibiase and virgil at ringside and then he's throwing the 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 twin brothers and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and my favorite part of this match is after it's all over hogan picks up uh the evil hebner and if you're yeah. on the network, it's at 46, 46 minutes and 17 seconds. Hogan presses, it's, I think it's Earl is the evil one, right? Yeah. Because I think Dave was supposed to be the ref. Anyway. Right. So he Earl's presses evil, Earl yeah. over his head in the middle of the ring. It just runs towards the ring, throws him over the ropes. <laughs> he totally goes over DiBiase and Virgil's head and just crashes on the floor. <laughs> Andre's just standing there, like behind everything just, just happened. Like all this just happened right in front of him. And he's just standing there like he could give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not catching him. That's your your job. That's your job, boss. You're supposed to catch him. So, yeah. But I would say, like you said, story-wise, WrestleMania 3 is definitely the bigger event and the bigger epic thing. But this is, if you haven't watched this one, go back and check it out on the network for sure. And and for this like like this type of match to be on free TV, I mean this is oh. for the people that didn't, that didn't know how to order because I'm sure ordering that WrestleMania three was just confusing because yeah. it was all still kind of new. You yeah. didn't know what to call. You didn't know what how the bot. You didn't know how that shit worked. So to have this on free TV, like oh my god, I'm going to see Hogan Andre. You know, I'm finally going to see it live. You know that uh-huh. that type of thing. Yeah, like ah. Oh. Let's let's go back in time. Let's go and watch old wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go back in dates, time. You know. We're gonna go back in time by a whole 
crap load of green carded Hasbros. Keep them in that card. <laughs> Resell them now. Yes. And then we're going to um, buy the yellow King of the Ring box. <laughs> but I'd take mm-hmm. it home. Take it home and open it. Like, oh, man. <laughs> the, yeah. yellow, the yellow ring King of the Ring box, I think I would take home and open. Because I'm a big fan of that King of the Ring ring. The yellow one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm when, gonna I, pick, when that one came out, I, I didn't want it because I'm like, eh, it's not, it doesn't look like the real ring. That's why I didn't buy it. That was the one I had because I had the blue one for a while, and uh, yeah. it, like I had it, the like, blue one too. Everybody did, but I think mine cracked or something like that. Or I, either I had that one, or I had I think I had the generic dollar store one. Now that I think about it, the generic dollar store has <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is a little off topic, but it's okay. I'm doing a project um, where I'm going through old family pictures, and my mom took so many pictures. Like, mm-hmm. think of a storage tub full just of pictures, and they're not in albums, and yeah. nothing's in order. So, like, like a Christmas for, tree storage tub. Yes. So think of it like so. For as far as like the order of it, so like there'll be one picture of me in prom 2002, and in the same like little batch will be Christmas '88. So like uh-huh. it's just taking forever to go through all these because my my goal is to organize it by first by holiday. So here's Christmas pictures, here's Easter pictures, here's birthday pictures, all that stuff. So they're all organized, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. get a scanner, like a feeding scanner, to get them all digitalized and all that stuff. Like it's a big undertaking that is taking forever. It but is it's fine. So anyway, I think just organizing that is it's gonna take you forever. That's the most. That's what's gonna take the longest. Um, but anyway. I was looking the other day at Christmas pictures. This must have been 90. It was Christmas 91 or 92. Um, It's a picture of my little sister opening it. But in front of her is a Hasbro card ripped open. The figure's not in it, a big boss man. So I'm sure I got that figure, (laughs) ripped it open, and like ran upstairs with it or whatever, or whatever other figures I got that year. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. Like, oh, man, I don't even remember getting the boss man. Like, it's been pretty exciting for that, so. Man, I know I told the story a million times, but I just just love the Christmas. I got all my... Hasbro's and my ring. The ring was a surprise. I've told you that before. Yeah. Like I just thought I was getting the figures. Oh man! And Taking then you me rip, back. You, but you opened them all and played like on your knees, like having matches yeah. and in, in my little like I don't know like uh, Mickey Mouse pajamas or whatever the hell I had on. <laughs> yeah. What, but I remember that, that year also. I, I got Moss Man from He Man, and just uh, the oh, smell Moss of that man. was was so like it was toxic. That's it was just the strongest like smell off of that uh, moss figure. If you ever wanted to buy another mossman, he would have to be mint on car because that was like the hairy one, so it's covered in grossness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Master of the universe. And, and when it got it, hot, it was just like kind of sticky. <laughs> it was a weird figure. I I, I remember it because of the smell. And oh, I also remember awesome. just like the vision of the wrapping paper and like the big long box that you'd put like um, yeah, I don't know, like you know, clo- clothes clothes box clothes box yeah whatever it is clothing yeah like from the department store yeah yeah you just opened it up and everything was like stacked i'm like oh my god i love this box (laughs) i love it we'll do a christmas memory show again sometime soon anyway oh okay the next one i'm gonna pick is bret hart versus steve austin from in your house revenge of the taker this is in april 97 i never saw this match before either actually take that back i have seen it but not live and what's weird is I was so into wrestling in 97. I don't know why I don't have a memory of this. Yeah, this so match. do I. I think there was just too much. Yeah. Like you, with, with every du- Monday, then there's Thursdays, and then well, w- yeah, SmackDown. No, was Thunder, on, Thunder hadn't happened either at SmackDown, but it was WCW was on fire with the NWO and all that stuff. 
Right. You know, the Bulls were about to start their playoff run in 97. Like, I was obsessed with the Bulls in 97. Yeah, me so too. I'm, I've got to get that going for me. And <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but this match didn't stand out. And after watching it, I can see why it's not talked about that much. It's not that great of a match. I take that back. It's a good match. But compared yeah, I was going to gonna pre- say, it's a, it was a pretty good match, yeah. Right, like, so I want to take that back. It's a good match, but not as nearly as good as their last match. Also, the crowd is just dead for this match. Like, I don't know why. They're just dead. Yeah, maybe I, I don't pay attention to the... Well, I guess I don't pay attention to the crowd. Like, I if it's really loud, like, I kind of notice it. But most of the time, I don't hear the crowd. Like, I kind of just watch the match for the match and listen yeah. to the commentary. Well, the the stipulation this match was the winner gets a title shot at The Undertaker in the next pay-per-view, Undertaker's WWF right. champion. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the Austin Cold Day in Hell pay-per-view the next month where he faced The Undertaker. I do remember that. So... Yeah. Uh, this is also Brett's first heel pay-per-view, you know, and since he turned. And mm-hmm. uh, Bulldog and Owen are there with him and, and all that. And Austin is popular now, but he's not anywhere near as, as popular as he would become. Yeah, he's on, he's on the rise. Yeah, uh, but when I guess even though the crowd's not into this match, they're both so good that it, it made me kind of forget that the crowd was dead. I'm a big crowd guy which is why i can't watch raw right <laughs> okay. now or next year like that. i can watch AEW because yeah. i like how they do the open air with the wrestlers kind of out there but i can't yeah. do no crowds i just can't um and it, totally off the topic nxt last night was amazing if you didn't see it you gotta watch it i, I loved it the uh, great american bash uh, night too okay i'll watch it and we'll check it out all right um so anyways getting back to this match. <laughs> so at the beginning of it i was i was kind of like okay well, i've seen these guys wrestle before each other and JR just says it best. He's like, he thought Brett could out-wrestle Austin, but Brett couldn't out-fight Austin. So I'm like, well, that's, okay. a, that's a good line. Because yeah, Austin's not, he's not a wrestler, right? <laughs> well, he was the ringmaster. At least not as, not, as, not, as, not as good as Brett. But Austin can fight. Yeah. And this match also has a super lame ending. Uh, it's Bret Hart loses by DQ when the Bulldog and mm-hmm. Owen come out to beat up Austin. Also, this match main evented yeah. this pay-per-view despite Undertaker being the champion. Undertaker defended against Farouk for the which I guess I understand why that didn't main event now, but the the that wasn't the main event. I guess I'll so, go back and watch that match. <laughs> Undertaker Farouk. <laughs> yeah, just I just want to see Farouk in a world title match again. Okay. So this one would you recommend some people to go back to watch? Uh if you just want to see Bret and Austin fight again, sure. And not see okay. the same WrestleMania match. This one's not too bad. You got it's your typical okay. heart stuff, banging into the uh, the ring post chest first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's he, always working on the legs, you know, kicking the back of it, all that kind of stuff, st- holding the legs apart, stomping the gut, figure fours, figure four around the posts. I mean, it's traditional Bret Hart stuff, so I liked it. it yeah, you can never go wrong with the Hitman. Let's, let's elbow let's, off the second rope. <laughs> let's have you pick the next match we're going to talk about. What do you want? You want to stay with the Hitman? Uh, you got two other options. Let's see. Warrior Savage SummerSlam 92. All right. Let's do it. I think this match is criminally underrated. I think people forget about it. And I think mm-hmm. Warrior and Macho have great chemistry together, clearly. Yeah, I agree. This, this right. was a really good match. That's why you. That's why you're the, they pay you the big bucks for the crack analysis like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let me tell you a quick story about this match specifically. So do you remember the build for this match? Were you watching in 92 around this time? 
No, I just watched uh, some of the preview stuff before as I was watching this. Okay. So I was super into it at the time. SummerSlam 92, August 92. I was really into it. I was really into wrestling. Uh, this is close to my peak. Not my peak, but like the, uh, like the you know, like a roller coaster it like reaches the peak. It's like yeah. I'm like. I'm like going fast up the peak of the hill. I'm not at the top yet, but it's rising. So this is 92. I'm super into wrestling. There's a couple of things I remember. I remember being, when they announced this match, I was so excited being like, oh my God. And like, I love the promo they showed where Macho and Warrior are on like the podium with Mean Gene and Macho Man says to Warrior, like the best line ever. I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion. And you're not like, I love that line. And then Warrior mm-hmm. kind of stomps off. And then the big bill with this match is Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair both claim that one of these guys has paid for the services of Mr. Perfect in order to make sure they walk out of SummerSlam with the title. So that was a big thing going forward. And I was convinced that he was going to be with Macho Man because I could not picture Ultimate Warrior being a bad guy. Like, couldn't picture it. I kind of I kind of saw it the other way. Okay, let's hear it. I, I could I could see Warrior being kind of bad. Really? And With Savage Perfect, being, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why not? So. There's another thing here. <laughs> on The WWF SummerSlam Spectacular, which was the pre-primetime wrestling show before SummerSlam. I remember watching this. And mm-hmm. this is a match where Macho Man and Warrior tag team against the Nasty Boys. And they end up, of course, fighting each other because they're mad at each other. They have a big match coming up. And post-match, they don't show this on the network or anything, but there's an interview where Warrior is talking to Mean Gene or, or Sean Mooney backstage, whoever it is. And part of his, like, his paint, like it, it's like uh, like a paint chip almost from his face paint is like dangling over his eye. Uh-huh. And I'll always okay. remember that because like he, I was like thinking when I was watching, like, man, grab that. And he eventually grabs it and he pulls it off and throws it. Like, uh-huh. That was cool. The reason he I remember it. it is because the... Weekend before SummerSlam 92, because this SummerSlam was on a Monday, I believe, uh, my family and I were at the local like town fair or whatever, and they have a face painter there. And okay. one of, and you know on the big the big board of the face painting, they have like everything you can get. And it was like uh-huh. a baseball or a White Sox symbol or a Bulls name or a Bears or Cubs or whatever it was. They also had the ultimate warrior face. I remember calling my, my dad being like, do you want to get your face painted? It was like a buck or two bucks. I go, yeah. He's like, all right, you're going to get the White Sox, right? And I was like, I want <laughs> I, I, I want the Ultimate Warrior. And he goes, mm, I think you should get – no, my dad, like, being an adult now, I would say the same thing to my kid, being like, no, we're not getting all this paint in your damn face. Like, type of, I'm going to clean it off later. Yeah. And he was like, I think you should get the White Sox, you know. And I was like, okay. Was it just like, like White Sox on the cheek? Yeah, yeah. So, so it was just a really easy one he could clean off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. So, so we're in line. Like you would look like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz or something. <laughs> I with wish. A big baseball in your face. <laughs> My dad, like, we're leaving. Um, but anyway. For a buck so, or two, that's a deal. It was. So we're in line. And like we were like coming up next. And my dad was kind of looking on the, And like I never forget saying this. I was like telling him, I go, you know, I want the Ultimate Warrior, but I'm going to get the White Sox. He looks at me, he goes. You can get the Ultimate Warrior. Like, oh, God, that's a cool, like, dad moment. Like, he's like, you want this? Go get it. So I got it. Little did I know, like, this isn't a big deal. I'm just going to walk around the fair with this, dressed, like, with the Ultimate Warrior type of thing. But the next day, I'm going to have to wash this off, right? Uh So I went to bed with it. 
I'm sure my mom yelled at me to wash it off, but it was super late. And I woke up with it the next day. Like the, it was still on my face pretty good, like not totally faded. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It, I, mean, I mean, it wasn't like perfect, but I rem- the reason I remember it being kind of on there is because- but If I saw you across the street, I'm like, that guy's got ultimate warrior shit on his face. You know, I don't know if it was that good. You probably wouldn't have noticed it if you were at the fair, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, I remember looking in the mirror in the morning- and being like, oh, it kind of looks like the Warriors like was all like faded when he was cutting that promo. Oh yeah. And I remember cutting the promo in the mirror and like grabbing at the face paint to knock it off. So it yeah. all came full circle <laughs> for me for this story. So it's just a crazy memory that I have that I've never forgotten. Uh, incredible imaginations we had when we were kids. I Probably know. still now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, my kids have great imaginations. Like I see them playing all the time and. Especially Penny because mm-hmm. she's a little older. She's almost five, and she's got a good. She's got a really good imagination. So it's kind of fun watching yeah. them like play. So kids still do have imaginations, especially if you allow them to have one and not just stick them in front of an iPad. They they definitely still do. Yeah, well, I, I told you this before. Like I would wash my face, and with all like the soap on my face, like I would yeah. kind of like take off part of the soap so I could make like the warrior shape on my face. It was just soap though. So I kind of did that, and then I would do, like, the snarling and the white teeth because my teeth look whiter with, with the soap on my face because <laughs> he always had, like, those big, bright white teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah, he still does. He, he did, I should say. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let, I, under- let, I understand that uh, that love for looking like the warrior. <laughs> he was a hero. The, st- he was. He was. Larger-than-life comic book character. Speaking of – we, we got to get to this match. But anyway, did you listen to the Grilling JR on The Ultimate Warrior? uh podcast i think he's yeah i i did he did he didn't didn't have anything nice to say it was if you want to hear somebody shit on the ultimate warrior for two hours listen to grill and jr because that's all it is (laughs) but then at the end he's like i don't mean to sound like this but that's just how i felt just like dude (laughs) well obviously you just dumped all over him and he keeps saying he's like couldn't work smoking mirrors couldn't work i'm like i'm like fans don't care like we loved him we don't care that he couldn't work idiot Right. Jr. Stupid cowboy. He I'm was, kidding, he, was the, he, he was the same guy at the end of his career as he was at the first at the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, he's not wrong. I don't he's care. Not wrong. He was awesome. You have the you he had want the energy. War- he had the look. He was ripped. Like didn't he you was, want he was like, like a superhero? You wanted the warrior tattoo logo on you, don't you? I thought about it. I, I still I still kind of do. Yeah. Get it on your chest. <laughs> yeah, I get a big one. That's what I should do. Or instead of wedding rings, get like on your ring finger the warrior face, you know? Oh, there you go. You know? That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, this match. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so he, so here, here's why I said I, I thought Warrior was on the take. Because throughout this, like at the beginning of this match, like then Flair and uh, Perfect start to come down and they trip Savage. So in my yeah. mind, I could see Warrior going to that extent. To, I don't know, to, to ensure a win. Well, what's funny, before that started, so both these guys come out, Warrior and Savage both make their entrances. Perfect and Flair are not with them. Like Bobby no. Heenan and McMahon and the announcers talk about it, but imagine being there live as a crowd member, being so confused. Be like, wait a minute, where, yeah. where are they? Like, what's happening? Do they, did, are the, they not and then coming? When they do the, yeah, they do the entrances, and Heenan's like, you know, which one's, uh, who's going to come out with, uh, or... What am Flair I and Perfect. To say? Yeah. Flair and Perfect. Who are they going to come out with? So the first one comes out. He's like, "Oh well, you know, he's got to come out with the next guy." But then that guy, then the, uh, they don't come out again. So it's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" 
And another thing about this match I liked was the crowd's definitely into it. These are two huge superstar guys. And we know Bret Hart versus Bulldog main event of this pay-per-view of SummerSlam 92. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously a better match. But I think the crowd would have been happy with this one, too. It was a great match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Another thing great is... Another, <laughs> the only thing that's such you calling me out for being uh <laughs> i got more to say the only thing that sucked about this was that's why you're the, the, lame, host. the lame count out at the end i'm not a fan of that no me neither okay i was taking a drink sorry that's okay i understand i understand yeah the count out wasn't great and but other than that i recommend everyone go back to watch this match just because one macho man's bright pink outfit is i'm a big, I'm a big fan of uh, okay. <laughs> I like the Warriors duster, like his UK inspired duster he's wearing. It's right. it's really good, and I really appreciate. Really, I would appreciate it if everyone watch it and support my claim that they should have perfect should have went with Macho Man instead of Warrior. I don't know. It felt right that he tripped Savage, and it's like, oh yeah, he's with the Warrior. But I like the ending That's- of it too. Warrior finally is like, you know, has some respect for Savage. He goes out, gets the belt, hands it to him, and they get to celebrate in the ring together. That was a good ending. Uh, after, after the shitty I ending. Think <laughs> I've told this before. After Macho Man died, Ultimate Warrior like posted a YouTube video like in tribute to his friend Randy Savage and uh, Randy Poffo. Mm-hmm. And he was basically told the story about how before this match, him and Macho Man were chugging coffees throughout the day to get like amped for this match. And when the, it uh-huh. first starts to do that handshake and they pull themselves into each other and like, ooh, you could tell they're all like, you would think they're on coke. But no, it's just a ton of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says yeah maybe maybe both let's go back to our friend the hitman and let's talk about Bret Hart versus Yokozuna from Wrestlemania 10 we did the Ooh. Wrestlemania 9 watch along recently yeah which was better this one or Wrestlemania 9 10 or 9 I like the match from Wrestlemania 9 because really? well in 9 it was like the, I it was the first time they were meeting right so I didn't it was hard to know how Brett was going to work with such a big opponent and Yoko. Like, could he get him on the mat? Could he work his leg? Because, I mean, everything that a hitman would do would be targeting the knees and the legs and all that kind of stuff. And you didn't know how he was going to work Yoko. So I like that one, but I like the ending on this match. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. This I think I like this match better because it's got a lot more smoke and mirrors. It's got a lot more distractions. First, mm-hmm. we have Burt Reynolds being the ring announcer, Jenny Garth, the timekeeper, <laughs> Roddy Piper's yeah. the referee. You know, it's it's got a lot going for it. Uh, it's, it's the second time we've seen both these guys tonight. Jim Cornette's out there. Speaking of Jim, he's great when Piper decks him and he goes flying. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of smoke and mirrors in this match. I also think that Yoko bounced around a little bit more, and it seemed maybe he had a better wind because – in Vegas, they were outside. Maybe he gassed early or something like that. But this okay. this ten match was pretty well paced. Uh, this is the last match of the night. The crowd does seem to be a bit tired, but the note I have here about this match is the crowd is like quietly rumbling, like they want to pop for Brett, but they're not ready to get too excited just yet. Type of thing. Yeah, because they know what happened last year. Right, they're waiting for Hogan to come out and take it and take Brett's spot again. <laughs> the, the, the beginning of this match when Burt Reynolds doing the introductions, 
Like he kind of gives Yoko his introduction. And then Brett, man, he's just a, a Brett Merck. <laughs> he's like, and in my opinion, one of the greatest athletes in wrestling today, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yoko didn't like that. I think we talked about this on our uh, Celebrities in Wrestling podcast where Burt Reynolds was definitely drunk during this. He goes, the World Wrestling Federation Championship match. <laughs> He's looking down at his note cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Brett gets the win when Yoko goes for the bonsai drop and misses it, and Brett covers him. And I know this isn't true, but that, in, that, my, that head, whole, in uh, my head, I always that thought whole... that Piper kicked the rope. Did Go you ahead. really? Yeah, but he didn't. No, I, I, I just thought it was funny how he had that cartoon wobble on the second rope. He's like, oh, I, 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 and he just falls back. And then Brett. It just cracked me up. Brett could have protected Yoko a little bit more by covering him right away, but he kind of rolled around a little bit and then went oh, for the cover. Oh, man. Come on, so, Brett. Um, Jerry Lawler does a good job saying, he hit his head. Yoko hit his head. So he hit his head, and it was a one, two, three, and giant pop for the hitman. Again, mm-hmm. I think this was a more entertaining match for me to watch just because of the, I don't know, like the smoke and mirrors behind it. I mean, it's got Jenny Garth. It's got Pat Patterson bringing her to the ring wearing a suit and, you know, a pair of Reeboks. So. A, lot of, a lot of players. I'll, I'll of give players. you that. A lot of players in this one made it, you know, more exciting, must-see type of match. I just, I just like the anticipation of WrestleMania 9 because I, I just like to know. I always kind of imagine in my head, like, how are they going to work each other? How... How is Brett going to get his moves on? Because you know Yoko could probably just bonsai drop anybody in the in the Federation at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I guess especially as a kid, like, watching live, the idea of Brett being able to get Yoko in the sharpshooter seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. Did he try in this match? I forgot. No. No, he did not. I think Yoko was a bit bigger than he was at WrestleMania 9 as well, so I didn't think he'd be able to get those big old drumsticks in, uh, in the sharpshooter. <laughs> right. What did you think about the, sta- the post-celebration? It was fine. It was fun. The only thing that was kind of weird was when Burt Reynolds went up to Brett and like, put his hands on his face and like, being telling me he was so proud of you. Like, Do you think Brett knew who the hell Burt Reynolds was like before this? Like, Of course he did. What do you think Burt knew who Brett was, I should say? I don't know. When did, when did Brett do Lonesome Dove? Uh, after this. He did Lonesome Dove... In bet- after WrestleMania, I was just going to say I maybe think. he kn- he knew him from being an actor, maybe, but probably not. Maybe, yeah. Everyone came back in. That was cool. It was cool. Luger to come out and all that stuff. You know, good for them. Monsoon came out. Everybody, mach- I like when Macho Man came out, gave him the the rub on the rope and pointed to him. So when Macho oh, Man yeah. says you're legit, right. you know, you're legit as far as I'm concerned. Oh, what's quick note? I just looked it up. He did Lonesome Dove in '95. Okay, so it's after go. this. Okay. Either way, you were wrong. Let's stick with Brett. Let's talk the next. The last to point Brett. out, I was wrong. It's okay. Let's talk the last Brett match on this countdown we have here. Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect. What is that? What's happening? Hello. You okay? You I still, I'm you. still here. You still here? Yeah. Okay. Good. There was some weird. Yeah. Technical thing. Anyway, Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect, SummerSlam '93. I'm sorry, King of the Ring '93. <laughs> this was the semifinals match of the King of the Ring. A rematch from their SummerSlam 91 Classic. Hot take here. This match is better than their SummerSlam 91 match, I would say. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Th- honestly, I never saw this match. Okay, really? 93, I was kind of I was kind of getting out of wrestling or not watching it as much, so I don't I didn't even know this match happened. Mhm. So this is this for this show was the first time you've ever seen a period? Yep. 
That's awesome. I want to hear your perspective. Did you watch their little uh, pre-match interview with Brett and Perfect with Mean Gene? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, go back and watch that because uh, okay. Mean Gene goes to both. We have two second-generation stars, Larry the X heading and Stu Hart. And then Brett, he, Mean Gene's like, did your guys' dads ever face off? Brett's like, yeah, my dad beat the crap out of his dad. And Perfect's like, your dad never beat my dad. So it's, it's fun to watch. <laughs> you sounded like Perfect. Add that to my list of impressions, <laughs> Mister okay. Mister Perfect in there. Uh, <laughs> your dad never beat my. Your dad. dad never beat my dad. All right. <laughs> what would you say surprised you most about this match? Because you watched it for the first time. What was your expectations going in? Like, what do you think when you were watching it? I was kind of just expecting a. I mean, I've already seen him fight, so that's what I was kind of expecting. But then I also read that Mister uh, Mister Perfect had a bad back at that SummerSlam match. So he's a hundred percent here. And I could tell, like he's just moving a lot better. Just the selling and, the, and just everything is like crisp. Like yeah. just between the two, all the different moves that they had. So I was just like impressed with how great this match was and how much better it was than the SummerSlam match. When everybody touts that as like their greatest match together. Like to me, this was way better. I'm impressed with how fast this was, too. And it goes 19 minutes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it at all. It feels like, like a 10-minute match. So I was really yeah. impressed with that. And it's not that. too fast. Like, just add the, the pacing of everything is just incredible. Like, how quick they think in the reversals and everything from the drop kicks and atomic drops and all that kind of stuff is just back and forth. And it's it's amazing. I I think another thing I like was like crazy about this is the bumps. Like, some of the bumps in this match are like insane, mm-hmm. like perfects bouncing around like he's got springs in his shoes. There's one point where Brett gets thrown <laughs> off like the apron and like he misses the mat yeah. and lands in like the plastic like Coke and water like container with all the ice. Right. Remember that? That was yeah. like, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, JR being on commentary definitely adds a lot to this match, I think. Like he talks about like this is a wrestling match and who's the better wrestler and blah, blah, blah. And the story throughout this match is perfect is like teasing going back to his heel ways to win. Like, that's kind of the okay. cool story about this match. All right. Uh, Bret, Hart, Bret Hart wins with a small package roll-up kind of out of nowhere, and the crowd man gives him a standing ovation. And This this King of the Ring 93 in general is like a, a showcase for Bret Hart for the matches he has. He has three great yeah. matches with, with, with Razor Ramon, Perfect, and Bam Bam Bigelow. So it's kind of a showcase for how great Bret Hart is. But this this is one of the hidden gems in his career, and I, it's kind of gotten a lot more praise recently. But definitely go out of your way to watch this one. It's one of my favorite Bret Hart matches ever. So Bret Hart for Mr. Perfect, King of the Ring 93. A big, big fan. I'm glad you liked it too. Yeah, what I like about Bret, just in general, like in this match here, he he always understood, uh, I'm going to say the psychology of how to sell. Like that is so important. And he had hurt his hand earlier the night with uh, Razor Ramon stomping on it. So just to kind of keep working that. And then Mr. Perfect takes advantage of that. Like that's that whole story carries throughout the night. Mr. Perfect starts stomping on the hand that, that raised Ramon, you know, mm-hmm. messed up. So it, it, just everything about this, I liked. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much about the match. I want people who may have never seen it before to go watch it. So go watch this match. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan of it. We've got two matches left. We've got Hulk Hogan and warrior from Halloween havoc. 98 and undertaker versus Shawn michaels wrestlemania 26 which one do you want to do first and which one do you want to end on i'll let you pick since you're the engaged well, don't you now. want to say say save the best for last right you're right so we'll do hogan warrior last 
Um, <laughs> okay, I, we'll do Hogan Warrior next. Next. Oh, man. Okay, we will. So Hogan Warrior, 98. Halloween Havoc. Were you watching at the time? Because I was. I was all I, I, I was. I was watching. And what I loved about this, and yes, I did love <laughs> the, the, the build up to this. So you have Hogan as NWO. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of the Hogan Warrior stuff. I felt like, okay, this is you know in my wheelhouse. It, a couple years ago, 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was, they had their match. Um, but just for Warrior to come out and just have a play on the NWO letters and have OWN, One Warrior Nation, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> it that should was have just, been bigger. I just love the buildup of this. Yeah, it so based, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Warrior was even in this that long. Or WCW no, he's there for long, like six yeah. months, four or five months. Mm-hmm. This is known as one of the worst matches of all time. I After rewatching it, I've seen way worse matches than this one. Way worse. Yeah, I think the last like two or three minutes goes downhill fast. Right, the, the ending's a mess. Everything was pretty good, yeah. I've got a soft spot for this match. I like the Warrior coming out. I like Hogan coming out. And then pre-match, Hogan's doing some good stalling. Like Warrior's in the ring, and Hogan's like... Mm-hmm. On the outside of the ring, talking shit to Warrior, saying, "I could kill this guy if I wanted to. I could kill this guy." And like, there's <laughs> yeah. even a really good spot in this where Hogan and Warrior do like a crisscross, like from callback to WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble sure. '90 WrestleMania Six, ends with a big slam. It's a good little match. Yeah, well, I, I like it more because Hogan is just a little bit lighter on his feet. He's not so roided up. He's slimmer. Yeah. He's, he's quicker, actually. Eight years later, he's quicker. Um, earlier in the match, I couldn't tell if people were booing him and chanting Warrior sucks, so I need to go back and watch it to to actually see if that's what they're chanting because I don't think a lot of people in, what year was this, 98? Yeah. I don't I don't think people were into Warrior Hogan anymore, or especially Warrior because it was like a, like a cartoon type of thing, and now we hear eight years later. I couldn't tell if like people were into Warrior or not, but I was because you know I was a fan of this stuff in the early 90s i remember when i read in like you know pro wrestling scoops or whatever that warrior was coming to wcw and i was watching mm-hmm. nitro when he came i was like oh this is awesome like i was pumped that the warrior was in was yeah. in wcw i was excited and like i wanted match, to see how warrior would work in this reality type of nwo era it was i thought it worked it was fun and you know you and i both mm-hmm. i guess more so me have like a soft spot for bad wrestling and this is pretty bad, but it's so entertaining. I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. The I ending, of course, is what gets the most shit. And it's when Hogan tries to light flash paper at the warrior. <laughs> so there's yeah. a few problems with this this spot they have. One, Hogan's got the lighter and the flash paper inside his trunks next to his probably his sweaty balls and his spray tan and all that stuff for the longest time. And as Hogan is in the corner trying to light the uh, <laughs> the, the the flash paper, the wet, the wet paper, <laughs> the wet paper, you could see his sweat just dripping all over the place. His hands are probably so slippery. They didn't think this through with the flash paper spot. Yeah, he throws the warrior before it lights, and then he and the warrior turns away, and then it lights again in his hands. You could tell Warrior and Hogan are completely lost. Don't know what to do. Warrior goes to the top rope for some reason. It's a horrible double axe handle. Bischoff comes out, Horace Hogan comes out, all these guys are coming out. Like the finish was going to be that flash spot, but they just screw it, it up. Should have been. It, 
Again, it's it's See, funny I, how bad thing. it is. Because, because I've seen this so many times, like I was waiting for it just to see how they recovered from it. So I, I mm-hmm. didn't think the recovery and then the ending was as bad as I thought it was or remembered it. Yeah. So knowing that this is not supposed to happen, you know, where do you go from here? I thought they did a pretty good job. I was just laughing, thinking about that paper being all wet and smelling like his balls. And like, oh, it's, you know, like when you're nervous and you start like panicking, it's harder to do something. I'm sure Hulk was like, son of a bitch, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) Every second feels like a minute. (laughs) They probably in retrospect had Bischoff out there to do the lighting of the the paper or something. But no, no, Hulk is like, no, I got this, brother. I want to make sure I get the three count on Warrior. One, two, three. But So, so here's the thing. Do you think Horace was supposed to play a part in this ending yes he was hogan? because because hogan says like he passed the test he passed the test or whatever because if you remember hogan yeah. beat the hell out of horace hogan earlier yeah the week like, before and yeah the week before on Nitro. i don't i don't know what he was supposed to do my guess he was supposed to come out to save him or something after warrior beat him up who knows but yeah anyway this match is not as bad as it's not as good as WrestleMania six, of course. But I don't hate it. <laughs> of course, I did. I didn't. Hate I don't it. hate it either. I, my, I, I like. Can I tell I you like my this... favorite part in here? Of course you can. So, like earlier in the match, we're talking maybe first five minutes of it. The referee goes down. Hogan knocks him down. Then he drops a knee on him off <laughs> on Nick Patrick to make sure he's out. <laughs> And then also like there's this, this total like Hollywood Hogan. And also there's a spot where Hogan's whipping warrior with the weight belt. And, like Nick Patrick grabs him by yeah. the Hogan by the hair to make him stop. I'm like what is happening here? <laughs> it was a fun match. You have to watch this. Well, not you do you, listeners. I mean, I would tell people to watch this match over the Brett Austin rematch. Wouldn't you? I could see that. This is, this is more entertaining. Okay. All right. Next up, and the finish on this one too is pretty similar. You got you know his buddies with the chair, <laughs> and then you got uh, Brett's buddies with their chairs. No sweaty, and... no sweaty ball flash paper though in the Bret Hart versus nah, Austin rematch. That's all right though. Okay, so we've got the streak versus the career next. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty six. Their rematch from their epic classic at WrestleMania twenty five. My, mm-hmm. I think is the best match I've of all time. Michael's Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. And that includes New Japan stuff. It includes WCW, NW, all that stuff. I think Michael's Taker, WrestleMania 25, is the best match of all time. So when they started to build this match at the time, because I was watching week to week, I was not Mm -hmm. into it. I'm like, "Ah, what else can they do? You know? But the build. I was was more into this one than the first one. Because I saw what they could do. And I could I could identify and, and relate with Shawn Michaels, like knowing that he's the best and that, you know, he there was one mistake and he, he wants to like avenge the loss. So I could I could see like how that would drive him crazy. So he wants the rematch. He wants it. He wants it. He wants it. And Undertaker's not going to give it to him. So then he starts like cheating the Undertaker and like messing with them. He's like, <laughs> you know, like kind of just poking the bear. Poking yeah. the bear. He's like, come on, give me, give me my rematch. Give me my rematch. I know I can beat you. I know I could beat you. And that to me was like a better story than like. This is than, a really than, good story. When you when you break it down yeah. to. So the, it starts off with Michaels getting the Slammy Award for them winning match of the year. And then he, of course, says, I made one mistake. I know I can beat you, Undertaker. Yeah, I felt like he could beat him, too. And in storyline wise, storyline mode wise, make, that makes sense. 
it makes sense why the Undertaker would not take a rematch with Michaels. He goes in his mm-hmm. head, he's like, "Yeah, you you did wrestle a perfect match or almost a perfect match, and you might have beaten me. So I already beat you. Why would I give you a rematch? What's my re- right. what's my reason for being yeah. wrestling you again? Like in story. See, when I was role. watching this, I you know the Undertaker has lost before. It just hasn't happened at WrestleMania. So I just feel like. I mean, these two guys have just been around for so long. It's like, I want to see the rematch. I want to see if if HBK can can beat the Undertaker. And he's willing that, to that's, put. That's just why I. Yeah, and he's willing to put his career on the line to yeah. get the that match. Was the, that was the that was the condition that Undertaker said. He's like, I'll accept, but under one condition, put your career on the line. And then or also, your career's over, but. Well, Michaels got the match by costing Undertaker the world title at the Elimination Chamber. Like, that's how we got yeah. it. Like, Undertaker's like, fine, you know what? I got you. I, we're doing this. And um, <laughs> Pissed him off enough. The, the entrances for this match are standard Undertaker, standard Michaels entrance. There's nothing crazy special like the last year where the Heaven and Hell theme. There are little things in this match that I wish people would go back and steal. For example... The first time the Undertaker like lands awkwardly on his leg, like he like he doesn't oversell. It's just like he's just like oh, I tweaked my knee type of thing, and mm-hmm. that's not what yeah. I no- noticed the most. What I noticed that I like the most is Michaels does like a double take, and then like you could see it in his face. He's like, oh, his knees hurt. Like he clicks in yeah. his head, like oh, he's hurt, but he's cautious to not push it too far. So like, I'm not gonna until I know he's hurt. I'm not gonna go after him. But then he knows yeah. he's hurt, and he works at the whole match. It's just l- little stuff like that, like a double take, would be so good mm-hmm. right now for someone to use in a big match. Like just a double take. Yeah. In WWE's camera crews are I, I, good. I, They'll I catch get, that. Right. I, I'm getting tired of, of people hurting their knee, and then they're like punching it to like yeah. get uh, I don't know get the blood flowing again. Like it's just yeah. overdone. Like if you could kind of simplify it down. Or I don't even know if it's simplifying, but breaking it down psychologically and not making it yeah. so obvious. Like you can, you can tell when somebody's like kind of favoring a leg or favoring an arm, and then I, th- I think that's what you're talking about here. And and Michaels notices that, and he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna, you know, like you said, you're gonna target it, but yeah, you're gonna take your time but doing it. And everything makes sense through this the match. There's one negative about this match, and that's Matt Stryker's terrible commentary throughout. Luckily, he doesn't talk too much, but oh my God, he was annoying. Mm-hmm. Like he says stuff like, we've auditioned our lives for this moment. Thank you, gentlemen. It's like, dude, shut up. Like this match isn't about okay. you like at all. Like it drove me nuts. But anyway, another thing that was great was this is the most brutal last ride I've ever seen been delivered to anybody. The Undertaker gives <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undertaker's a legit 6'9", let's say, right? He's got mm-hmm, Michaels above yeah. over his head. So Michaels is close to nine feet in the air. Then he kind of throws him up. So Michaels is falling from a good 10, 11 feet flat back bump onto the canvas. Yeah. It's like, oh, baby, that's tough. And it didn't look like he was taking care of him on the way down either. <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't. Michaels definitely repays him at the end when he slaps the shit out of him, take her in the face. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. But yeah. uh, another thing. So I was at this WrestleMania Live. And a couple things I remember about this match and being there. One, my friend had Twitter at the time, and like no one knew what Twitter was. And this was yeah. 2010, and or yeah, 
2000, yeah, 2010. And we're on the way to the arena, and my friend's like, JR just tweeted that Michaels and Undertaker is going to main event. I go, oh, well, that's good. And because they should, they should have main evented the year before. And so that was cool. Another thing is the spot when they're out on the floor, Undertaker tombstones Michaels and whatever. He doesn't get, he can't get him in the ring for the pin, all that stuff. The time when Undertaker goes for, I forgot what he goes for, maybe a choke slam or something. Michaels counters, give him the super kick, sweet shit music. Undertaker lands on the table. Which is a little goofy. That's kind of like a WWE 2K game like move where you would mm-hmm. get a kick and then roll onto the table. But it made sense yeah. here. Also, when Michaels goes to the top rope and Undertaker's on the outside table, when I was there live, I go, oh, he's going to do like an elbow drop or he's going to do like a turnaround. My friend's like, no, he's going to moonsault. Moonsault. Like there's no way he's this old going to moonsault to the floor. And then when he <laughs> did it, Oh my yeah. God, everyone jumped up and he landed in the Undertaker's legs. Intentional or not, he landed on his legs with that moonsault. I believe, I, I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay, I'm just, just you know, I'm, I, when I was watching this match, I'm just like, man, I'd love, this is how I've like why I love wrestling matches sometimes because how great like the emotion, the drama could be and when Michael's yeah. kicked out of the tombstone, even though you kind of knew it was coming, it was still a shock and it was great. And then after Michaels kicks out of the tombstone, Michaels is crawling up. Undertaker's looked at that's him and a, says, I think, Stay I think down. that's the, the second tombstone. Usually, yes, you, but usually, uh, yeah, usually the second one will, will get you down for the pin. Yeah. Well, he's looking at Michaels. He's just telling him, Stay down. Stay down. And Michaels is crawling. And Undertaker's looking at him. He's like, He knows he has him beat. So Michaels gives him the, the thumb across the throat thing and to mock mm-hmm. him and then he winds up yeah. and slaps the taste of the undertaker's mouth <laughs> like this isn't a working slap hard which yeah i wrote down uh, he slapped the lips off of undertaker <laughs> he did man and undertaker is infuriated does a jumping tombstone pile driver so he does the best tombstone ever and the best last ride ever in this match for the one two three and just incredible, incredible emotion, incredible match. And yeah. it's still not going to top 25 for me, but I was almost trying to convince myself this one was better because of the height they had to live up to from 25. What about you? What you, think your... it was, you, think, you think it was better or, or no, kind of matched it? it? I think it came as close as it possibly could to matching it without quite getting there, if that makes How sense. How about the story itself? the build was probably better here, but the story they were Mm -hmm. telling in the 25 match was Michaels will do anything to win. He doesn't care how he wins. Like if you remember when Michaels did that, or when when Undertaker did that dive, landed on his head at 25 yeah, and was on the, like outside Michaels, like again, with the emotion in his face, looks at the ref, like kind of looks for a realize he goes, Hey, Tells the ref, start counting, start counting. I want the count. I want the win. I want the win. <laughs> and yeah. then Undertaker's like struggling to get up. Michaels is like pleading, like, come on, hurry up, ref. Why are you cutting so slow? And he gets back in the ring and all that stuff too. So, and then also the story of 25 where when Michaels kicked out of that tombstone at 25, there wasn't a person in the arena thought he was kicking out because no one was mm-hmm. kicking out of the tombstone at that time. Like nobody. Okay. This wasn't a thing yet. And I actually tweeted a, a video a little bit ago. I found... Uh, some old pictures and old videos from when I was that show, I have the point of view from the crowd 
of everyone going nuts when Michael's kicked out. Like it. Oh, so nice. that's why. Well, yeah, I'm a little, like a little bit more by. I, I was at both events, so I can't say live influenced me one way or the other. But I would like to get someone's uh, unbiased opinion. Which one did you like better, 25 or 26? Okay. Yeah, I'm torn. I you- like I, I just love the story build up to this one. Uh, the match may have been better at 25, but because of the story and how this one ended, it, it, this one's better to me. I, I, I'm not going to get mad at you for it. It's still great. <laughs> okay. It's All still right. great. But it, did you, I mean, you agree that it's a fantastic, awesome match? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. As long as you agree that you're not going to crap all over it or something like oh, that. Oh, no, not at all. <sighs> which out of all of these so did you like, which out of all these did you like the best that we rewatched? You know what? I got to go with that Bret Hart perfect match because I never I saw it. Were... So to me, to me, that's just so like more fresh in my mind of mm-hmm. how good it was. Were the other ones I've I, seen before, so maybe it's 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 not as I don't know. I, it, it, I it's not new. I thought you were going to say that. Um, I <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at it. Again, I'm not mad at it. I think I'd like. Obviously, I'm going to pick Taker versus Michaels. I hadn't seen it in a while, and it was better than I remembered. Mm-hmm. I remember, I for some reason, in my head, I thought 25 was significantly better than 26. But it's not. It's just a little tiny bit better as far as I'm concerned. So. Okay. All these were fun to watch. So also, all, also, also, as I noticed from that Bret Hart match was where the um, that WrestleFest or whatever the hell they're called, the figures with the, with the uh, Intercontinental title with Mr. Perfect, where he's in the black singlet, it's from yeah. this match. I never knew where it was from because I never no, seen it. Never, other than like. No, it's no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. The Wrestle, RetroFest figure is from his survivor series 92 thing because it's got like stars on it oh okay i didn't see the back i just saw yeah. the front and the packaging and saw that he had the black on the front in this match. yeah it's so. yeah i, I don't okay. yeah it's from survivor series 92 which is why i didn't get that retro fest figure because it drives me nuts he's the ic title with that where he didn't have it in those things oh okay it's, a whole it's, like, other... it's like my gripe about jim duggan retro fest well, well the jim duggan retro fest is all of his gimmicks in one <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's why I, I just wanted Jim Duggan. You know, re-release or give me the old one, like they did with Boss Man and a couple other guys. Yeah, from the Legends line. Uh, that that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun show. Uh, it was fun mm-hmm. to look back. This is more of a classic PPW style show, talking a lot of nostalgia, talking old wrestling memories and Christmas and Warrior face paint and all that other fun stuff. But Eric got engaged. So that's huge news. Engaged. You should have saved that. For, you should have saved that for one hundred. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? Then you'd be mad at me for not telling you for a month. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's like, true. When did, did you buy her? Oh, about did you about three buy her a ago. ring or no? A ring or no? Yeah, I, yeah, I got her a ring. It's like a little three stone engagement ring. Okay. eBay. I got her kids. Uh, no, no, no. I got her uh, kids. I think they're white gold with uh, blue sapphires. So the daughter's is a more you know more feminine, and the guy's is uh, just like one little stone in a wider band should have got her a toe ring (laughs) no (laughs) no that's disgusting uh i think i told this story to you before i don't know if i told the show when we worked at service merchandise and like we were busy around like uh valentine's (laughs) day they put like they put the floor people behind jewelry to help because we were so busy and like Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing back there. Like, there's this kid. He's like, my girlfriend wants a heart ring. I'm like, oh, here's one. <laughs> he's like, 
Okay, I guess I'll take ring. it. <laughs> I think you told me, like, yo, man, you sold that kid a toe ring. I'm like, no, I didn't. You're like, yes, you did. His girlfriend's going to be you pissed. Did. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. What do you expect for 1495, whatever it costs? What? <laughs> right. I was oh, probably God. messing with you. I don't remember. It sounds no, like I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it probably was a toe ring. You know, probably was a toe okay. ring. Oh, man. So congr- everyone sent Eric his congratulations to him and his fiance Becca, um, on their next epic journey together. Whenever the whenever the wedding happens, I'll do a live podcast from it. Sound good? Oh, okay, sure. Backyard wedding, you think? <laughs> you'll be there with Thinking your backyard. You'll wedding? be there with your little. Oh, I don't know. We haven't talked about I it want, that much. I want details. You could do it in my backyard. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll figure it out. I mean, I won't All we did was talk, talk. You're going to charge me? No. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll do it in your backyard. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yes, yeah, send Eric his congratulations. Also, as for our 100th episode coming up, what well, we want two things. You can send us an audio comment if possible. Again, just record on your phone. It's super easy. ppwpodcast at gmail.com. Two things. One, a warm wrestling memory. You know, An example would be us talking about Christmas stuff or anything like that or me, my warrior face paint, something like that. And then an embarrassing wrestling memory, which also could be like me and my warrior face paint talking in and, <laughs> and sleeping in my warrior face paint, right. stuff like that. Those two things. If you want to send audio in, I'd really appreciate it. And if you can't send audio or too embarrassed or whatever, I get it. You can send us a DM or uh, at PPW Podcast, or you can send us a long-form note to ppwpodcast at gmail.com. We will read it on the air, and we will Eric and I will do some reflection on our previous show. Maybe we'll do it outdoors. We were talking about you and I recording outside with the uh, – with the sounds of nature behind us. Maybe we'll do that. That'll be something fun for a hundredth show, an outdoor recording. It'll be fun. Okay, you got it. Okay. Every, I keep talking I mean, we, like we're, delayed, we're, delayed. Yeah, we gotta do the supermarket sweep stuff though. That'll that's be not a gonna side be one, show. That's not gonna be episode one hundred. <laughs> well, I know hundredth episode. I, what, I, I, thought, I thought you were saying you were gonna introduce the outside sweet sounds of nature on episode one hundred. <laughs> well, we'll we'll do episode one hundred during the day. And oh, okay. uh, supermarkets. So here are the lawnmowers and the garbage yeah. trucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The brakes of uh, like, the brakes of semis. Yeah. My my neighbors who've got like their five kids are always screaming outside. Something fun like that. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll maybe we'll invite them to the podcast. I like see it. what they say. I, I like it. So yes, guys, PPW Podcast on Twitter, ppwpodcast at gmail.com to send all that stuff to us. We really appreciate it. Eric, anything else? Nope, that's it. It was was awesome to be back. It was. Everyone, as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.